you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today I'm really excited to be continuing the conversation that we had last week about VIP groups. I told you that I could talk forever about them, so here I am talking a little bit more about them. And today it's just me, I'm flying solo today. So I wanted to chat with you guys just a little bit more about Facebook and Facebook groups and VIP groups, I know that in our consultant community, a lot of times I see people posting and saying, help, I don't know what to do. Nobody comments on anything. Nobody likes anything. Nobody participates in any giveaways. I'm trying everything I can. What am I doing wrong? And I know this is not a one size fits all approach, but I feel like when you understand Facebook and understand the algorithm, which by the way, changes constantly, so it's not like you're going to ever master it, but when you understand more about it, you can find those workarounds, you can find the loopholes, you can figure out what works best for you and what gets you the best results. So just a few facts about Facebook. I looked these up. So one of these articles that I was reading is from November of 2019. So just about a year ago, and it is by Hootsuite. And then another article on Sprout Social was from August of this year, 2020. And so this, this information, this content is very up to date. So Facebook actually turned 16 in February. Isn't that insane? Oh my goodness. So I vividly remember sitting in my college's computer lab in the library signing up for Facebook, for a Facebook profile. I remember this like it was yesterday. (laughs) It was after dinner one night. And back when Facebook first started, I don't know if you know this or if you remember this, but back when Facebook first started, you had to be a college student in order to be a member of Facebook. And of course, if you know about Facebook's origin. And if you've seen that movie, The Social Network, you know that it was a way for college students to connect with each other because there wasn't a great way to do that before that. So back in fall of 2005, I signed up for a Facebook profile. And it's so fun slash a tiny bit embarrassing to look back on those posts and memories that I've had over the last 15 years and just seeing little snapshots of who I used to be back in the day. And I, it's, I actually, it's kind of cool. It's kind of see how far, it's kind of cool to see how far I've come. And I will, I know that in another 10 years, I'll look back and be like, oh my goodness, what was I doing? So anyways, I love Facebook. I, I know there's a lot of debate on that, whether Facebook's good or bad or, but I love Facebook. I think that it's a great way for people to connect. You can almost guarantee that people that you know and interact with are on Facebook because 
And here's a statistic for you. 71% of American adults use Facebook. So how do we use that to grow our businesses? Now, I, I want to say and be very clear that we don't see people as dollar signs. That is not our intention at all. But how do we effectively and efficiently use the tool Facebook to grow our business? So I'm going to give you a few more statistics to help us understand a little bit more about Facebook, and then I'll give you some valuable tips that you can try today to grow your business. Okay, so I mentioned that 71% of American adults use Facebook. However, American adults do not make up the majority of users. There are more users in Europe and Asia and all that. So 74% of worldwide users log in daily and more than 51% of those users log in several times a day. And when these users log in, whether it's once a day, several times a day, they are spending an average of 38 minutes scrolling Facebook, either scrolling their feed, connecting in groups, watching videos. Very small percentage of them are shopping. People don't go on Facebook to shop. They go on there to connect. In fact, 88% of Facebook users primarily use Facebook to keep in contact with friends and family when only 17% of users keep Facebook to follow different brands or companies that they love. And a place that they are really connecting and gathering is in Facebook groups. So there are around 2.6 billion Facebook users worldwide and around 1.4 billion of those users, so half-ish, are in Facebook groups. So if you're not utilizing a Facebook group, you are missing out on so much connection with your customers and potential customers. All right, so you might be thinking, okay, great. I know why I should have a group because half of the Facebook users are in groups and people like to connect in there, but how do I get people in my group? It's a very valid question. So the next concept that I'm gonna talk about has truly changed my business. And that is the concept of the funnel. So I'm a very visual person. So think of a funnel. We all know what a funnel looks like. It's wider at the top and narrow at the bottom. I heard a training about this funnel, the concept of the funnel, at a national conference a few years ago. And when I implemented it, it has really streamlined and organized and changed my business. So when we think about our funnel, the top of the funnel, which is the widest part, that is all of the people, okay? <laughs> that is everybody that you know, right? And you are funneling people at the bottom, the bottom, the narrowest part, is, in my opinion, for my personal business, my the bottom of my funnel is my group. I My goal is to get people that are potential customers and potential recruits, potential hostesses into that narrowest part of my funnel, which is my VIP group. So to get that, to get people in there, you do that different ways. So you can post about your VIP group on your personal page. And of course, I don't mean, hey, who wants to join my VIP group and put a link? That's not what I mean. That's not funneling. I mean, it is technically, but (laughs) it's not the best way to go about it. So you are wanting to create a reason for people to be in your group. So I tried something a couple of years ago and had great results from it. In fact, just the other day, I was thinking, I need to 
resurrect that idea and try that again because I know since trying this the last time my group has grown, there are new members, it would just be a a whole new conversation. So this is a little personal, but I actually posted on my timeline that I was having a conversation in my healthy living group about menstrual cups. And turns out women love talking about menstrual cups and the pros and cons and whether they've tried it and which kinds they've tried and questions about using it because they've been scared to and haven't really talked about it with anybody. And I really loved the conversation that came out of that. It was not, I wasn't selling, obviously not selling them to anybody. I was not making money off of people purchasing them for themselves. I was simply facilitating a conversation and connecting with others. That's it. So maybe try to think of a topic that you can use to funnel people into your group. Not because you are, you don't have an ulterior motive. You simply want to have people join in on a conversation in your group, okay? Because that gets them interested in what you, what your group is all about. So of course, the holidays are right around the corner and there is so much opportunity to facilitate conversations that have nothing to do with the product or service you sell, but can funnel people into your group, such as, hey, I'm having a conversation over in my group about holiday shopping or about Thanksgiving recipes or about how to make Christmas more meaningful this year. There are endless topics you could talk about, especially with the upcoming November, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, holiday shopping season that is approaching us, quickly approaching us, crazy. So there are so many things that you can think of that you can use to start a conversation in your group and to invite others to join in that conversation with you. Okay, so you can use your personal timeline to funnel people in to a conversation about a an off-topic topic. You can also funnel people into your group through different events that you're holding, whether that's in person, whether that's a vendor event, a virtual vendor event, a Facebook party, wherever you're partying with your company, you want to funnel those people who are at least somewhat interested in your product or service. You want to funnel them into your group so that way you can keep the relationship going, the relationship that you've already established. And Facebook parties are a whole other topic. And don't worry, we will definitely get to that in future podcast episodes. But a lot of times I will offer something like an extra grand prize entry if they join my VIP group. And sometimes, yes, they just join because of the entry. But a lot of times they'll join because they are somewhat interested in the product that I'm selling. And if you have somebody that joins, even if they just join for that extra entry, that's okay. Because they hopefully... If you're doing your job as the DJ, like we talked about in the wedding reception analogy, if you're doing your job and you're educating and entertaining your group members, then they are going to stay. They're going to see that you are all about the connection and the relationship versus just the sale and getting them to purchase products every month. So you can funnel people into your group by posting some kind of invitation on your personal timeline. You can also funnel people into your group through the different events that you might have with your business, Facebook events, in-person events, vendor events, virtual vendor events, whatever kind of events you're doing, Funnel, use that to funnel those customers and guests into your group. 
Another way to funnel people into your group is through one-on-one connections. So let's say you meet somebody, you meet a new neighbor, and in conversation, it comes up that you are a consultant for a particular direct sales company. I know that this conversation can be at times awkward and a little bit nerve-wracking, but it happens to all of us. We all have to have these conversations at some point, right? So let's say you have this conversation and your neighbor is very excited and very interested in what your product is and you're passionate about it and so they're learning more about that product. They ask you tons of questions, you give them tons of answers, but they end up not purchasing anything. That's totally fine. I never, never sweat it, okay? Because there's a statistic that says it takes an average of between five and 10, something like that, connections with somebody before they decide to purchase from you. So the way that you're going to facilitate or best facilitate that eventual purchase, which could lead to a potential host, which could lead to a potential team member, is you invite them to join your group. And I'll often do it. I have almost like an elevator pitch that I give to people every time I invite them to my group. You don't want to say, hey, do you want to join my group? Because that's not fun. That's not interesting. That's not anything special. You want to have almost a word-for-word elevator pitch that you give people when you're inviting them to join your group. You don't want it to sound scripted or canned. However, I believe that when you have an idea of what you want to say, you'll be more confident to share that invitation with others because you're not worried about stumbling over your words or sounding spammy or sounding weird. And I know this to be true in my own life, so I'm sure that Other people out there are the same exact way. So often when I'm talking to, talking one-on-one with a potential customer, host, or team member, and whether or not there's a sale or connection made, I will invite them to join my group because I want to continue the relationship. So I will tell them something like, hey, I don't know if you're interested. And I always like to include that verbiage of, I don't know if you're interested, but that way it kind of gives them an out. They don't feel obligated to say yes. Although I never have anyone's have had anyone say no, which I'm probably jinxing myself there, but I've never had, I've had people not answer me, but I've never had anyone say, no, that's okay. I don't want to join your free group. <laughs> so take heart that you will get good results from this. But I will talk to people and I'll say, hey, I don't know if you're interested in this, but I have an online healthy living community and I share sales and specials from our company. And I also have my own giveaways and specials from time to time. We have a lot of fun. It's a great group of women. Would you like an invite to the group? And like I said, more often than not, they say, sure, or yes, please, or I'd love that. And when you are personally and warmly inviting them to join something that there's no expectation for them, they can just join and be entertained and educated, then they are more than likely to join and to be a part of that community. And I will say that I have many people in my group who have never purchased from me and may never purchase from me in the future. And that's okay. I still want them in my group because a lot of times those same people are the ones who are liking and commenting and engaging in my group. And that's what you're going for. You're going for engagement and connection, not necessarily a sale from each and every person in your group. Although that would be amazing, right? Okay, so we've talked about some ways that you can funnel people into your Facebook VIP group. Now let's talk about what you should post. 
And when sometimes we're like, okay, great. We have a Facebook, a VIP group. Now what? <laughs> what do I do in there? How do I get people to engage and interact? It's so, you guys, it's so easy. So I know that the Facebook algorithm is a big, scary monster and it changes all the time and people get a little bit intimidated by it. But again, we're never going to know everything there is to know about the algorithm. But the more you learn about it, the more comfortable you will be and you won't feel so intimidated or so discouraged when the algorithm changes. So something that, an example in my own VIP group. Okay, so I absolutely love, and I hope that you use this tool, but I absolutely love the fact that I can schedule, pre-schedule posts in my VIP group. And a lot of times I will take a few minutes at night to put together a post for my VIP group the following day. The best case scenario would be to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and schedule out at least five posts for the following week in your VIP group. That's the best case scenario. That doesn't always happen, but I can always at least the night before as I'm prepping for the the next day, you know, as I'm laying out the kids' school clothes or packing lunches or whatever I'm prepping for the next day, I can take a few minutes and put together a post and pre-schedule it to post the next morning. And for a long time, my best engagement was at 7 a.m. on a weekday because I know this about myself, that most people will check their phone first thing when they wake up. So I know that when they wake up, they're picking up their phones, they're looking at their notifications, and there I am. I posted in my VIP group. Okay, so they click on it to see what I had to say. So I was finding a lot of good engagement First thing, I guess that's not first thing in the morning, but early in the morning on weekdays. Now that honestly, ever since (laughs) mid-March, since we have seen a huge shift (laughs) in the world, I have found that 7 a.m. on weekdays isn't necessarily the best time anymore because for a long time, people were waking up later. Uh, Now things are a little bit more back on track, but still people are waking up later. People aren't going into an office job as much anymore. People are homeschooling or virtual schooling. And so things are a little bit more relaxed and people aren't necessarily on Facebook first thing in the morning as much as they used to be before. So I have found that a little bit later in the morning or, you know, later in the evening, like 8 or 9 p.m., those have had better results for me. And there are charts and graphs and things where you can see that the the highest amount of global engagement on Facebook is on Wednesdays and Thursdays, mid-afternoon. But for me, I find better engagement kind of early-ish morning, not super early anymore, but early-ish morning or later in the evening. And so you just have to keep working with, you just play play around with it. You can't mess it up, right? You just need to play around with it. So let's say you post something and you were like, wow, that's a great post. Or it has, you know, just a really easy call to action on it and you don't get very much engagement. Then you'll know that maybe that's not the best time to post. And so next time you put together a post, then try posting it a different time or try scheduling it for a different time and see what results you get from that. So don't ever get discouraged when you're like, nobody is interacting on my posts. Well, maybe it's because you're posting at the wrong time and people aren't seeing it because our notifications notoriously are buried within Facebook. There's been things people are like, oh, I invited you to such and such. I never saw that invitation. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to you know, blow you off. I just never saw it, I promise. And so things like that are gonna happen. People aren't, it's not that they hate your post or they hate you. It's just that they didn't see it or it's just not a great time to post. 
So in addition to playing with the algorithm, another way to increase engagement in your VIP group, which in turn grows your business, is by switching up the things that you post. If you are always posting about sales and different goals that you need to reach by the end of the month, (laughs) or if you're just posting shopping links, which by the way, I am not against posting shopping links in group. I actually find it helpful. If I'm in a group, I like there to be an accessible... (laughs) shopping link so that way I don't have to search for it or I don't even have to reach out and ask for it. I can just click it and shop. So I know that sometimes people say never post a shopping link in a group event or in a group because it's a huge turnoff. I don't think that it is necessarily. There's There are great ways to do it. But anyways, if you're only posting shopping links and nothing else, then that's a problem. Okay, so you want to be posting things that are educational and entertaining to your group members. So some things that you can post are behind the scenes photos, maybe different ways that they can store their products or use their products, or maybe behind the scenes photos of your kids getting involved in your business. That is a huge one. Or your pets, (laughs) somebody else besides you. When you post those kinds of pictures, I get a lot of engagement when I post pictures of my kids because, well, they're so cute. And because it's so fun to see that it's a family affair and people just love to see pictures of kids and pets. Another kind of post that you can try if you haven't tried it before is a this or that type post. Now, very recently we had family photos taken and I had two dresses. I truly did not know which one to wear. I couldn't decide between the two. I had purchased one originally to to wear in the pictures, but then I saw another dress that was totally different and I truly had no idea which one I wanted to wear and which one would look best and I ended up even posting you know here's the idea I have for the kids like does this go together well like help me out and because I have grown a community of women who are engaged and enjoy being in the group they wanted to help me and so it was I just had so much fun with that. And I even had one member who commented, like, I'm just so thankful that you brought us along for this decision. I just, that was so sweet. It's such a sweet comment because I truly value their opinion and they truly wanted to help me. So it's a win-win situation. So try stuff like that. I know that in the past, uh, when we've had when we've had actual in-person conferences, national conferences, I'll post a couple different ideas of dresses for the awards banquet, you know, which one should I wear? Should I wear this one or this one? And that always gets a lot of engagement too. So even if you're going out on date night or you have family photos coming up or okay, Halloween's coming up in a couple of days, even if you've already decided on your costume, take a picture of a couple different costumes or screenshot costumes from a website and say, which one should I be? And just see the engagement follow. It's so much fun. Speaking of fun, if I don't know what else to post, my go-to is a funny meme. I love a good meme. And if you're part of the Directly Different Collaborative, this is a little plug, then I posted a couple of memes in there this week about (laughs) the upcoming month end slash Halloween slash full moon slash blue moon slash all of the things. It's going to be a crazy day. So I posted a couple memes in there that I made from scratch. You should be so proud of me, but I love memes. And so if I have nothing else to post, or if I find a really funny meme that I think the world needs to see, then I'll post it. And it always gets people engaged and laughing. And I just feel like the world is a better place when you add in a little bit of humor and a little bit of joy, and hopefully it makes people laugh. That's always my intention. 
Another thing you can try if you don't already do this is live video. And I know many of you are thinking, no way, there is no way I am getting on live video and putting that up for everybody to see in my group. Yes, you can do it. I know you can. Let me tell you why. All right. So I know it's very tempting to maybe pre-record a video and upload that to your group, but I read a statistic that said, Users are four times more likely to watch and engage with a live stream video than they are with a pre-recorded video. And that's not to say that every single live video you have is going to be this magical engagement <laughs> generator, because I know that especially when I had young kids and they went out for naps, I would do a lot of my live videos in mid-afternoon, smack dab in the middle of the afternoon when people were at work or running errands or otherwise busy. And so I didn't always have a lot of people on those live videos, but I did them anyways. And there was engagement afterwards and it was fine. So I would encourage you, if you don't already utilize live video, please start utilizing it. It is, once you start doing it, I know it is so scary, but once you start doing it, it you become more and more comfortable, kind of like podcasting. I feel much more comfortable talking right now than I did even a month ago recording my first couple episodes. So you can talk about so many different things on live video. You can do product demos. You can do unboxing videos. I love doing those. When I get a box of goodies that I've ordered I like to go on live and show people what I got because it's usually the specials that month or something that I need, needed to restock. And I love to just get on there and chat about the products that I purchased because people are so curious. They want to know what you bought, right? And so what better way to show your product than to say, this is this is what I use in my own house and this is what I use on my skin and this is what I use for my makeup routine. And people are looking at that and they're like, wow, I think I need to try that too. And so I can talk about the benefits. I can talk about how to use it. It's, I love using live video. And for me, it works very well too because it's pretty casual. And like I said, I'm much more comfortable than I was the very first time I did a live video, but I am comfortable enough that I can just be like, ooh, I should go live and talk about this. And then I can just, you know, click it and there I am and I go live and without much pre-planning. Obviously, <laughs> you will, if you need to, you will want to do some pre-planning and even write out talking points if you need them. That definitely makes your videos a little bit more professional, but I do like to be cool and casual and off the cuff with my live videos. And so, especially in my group. Other places, not so much. I did a live in our directly different collaborative VIP group, which I'm still figuring out. I'm so this is that's a brand new group for me because it's a great brand new audience. And so I'm figuring things out in that group as well, just like you guys are figuring things out in your VIP groups. But I remember going live a week or two ago for the very first time and I was so nervous. My heart was pounding. I felt really sweaty. <laughs> so I know what it's like to be nervous to go live, but you just have to do it and you have to do it again and you have to do it again. And if you mess it up, guess what? You can delete it. <laughs> it's really not a big deal. I've done it before. You can go live and talk and then say to yourself, wow, that was really stupid. I felt really dumb. I'm going to delete that. And you can, you can totally do that. Nobody's going to know the difference if you did that or didn't do that. And so you can delete it. You can just 
or just let it go and say, wow, all right, this shows how I'm just an imperfect human and people love to see that imperfection. And so you can just be casual about it and just say it is what it is and move on with life. People love to see the real you. And we talk about this a lot on our episodes. When you let yourself, your authentic self shine through, people love that. It ups your know, like, and trust factor. And then people will purchase from you, not from your company, but from you. One thing that I just learned while looking at looking up statistics is that 85% of videos are watched without sound. So this is something I for sure need to change in my business. I've never put closed captioning on my videos and I really need to start doing that. And so I encourage you, if you don't already do that, think about doing that yourself and there I know it's a really easy process and you can YouTube it or Google it or something but I need to look that up and learn the process so I can start adding captions to my videos because if 85% of videos are being watched without sound I am missing out on viewers and when you're missing out on viewers you're missing out on engagement so I'd encourage you to learn things like that and implement those kinds of things into your into the different methods that you're using because they are so powerful when you utilize them correctly. Okay, so we've talked about playing around with the algorithm and finding out what works for you and your business and your VIP group members. We've talked about some different content ideas that you can use in your VIP group if you don't already. And the final thing I wanna mention today is something that's very small, but I feel like a tweak like this can make a huge impact on your business. And that is making sure that the majority of your posts have some sort of call to action. And what is a call to action? That is an instruction for your customer to tell them what to do in response to the post. You are literally telling them what to do. And it sounds so simple and maybe you already do this, but maybe some of you don't do this and you're not sure why your posts aren't getting any engagement. It's because you're not telling your customer, you're not telling your group member what they need to do to respond to the post. So calls to action could be something simple like, like this post if dot, 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 comment below if dot, 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 Put an emoji in the post, in the comments, if dot, dot, dot. Such simple instructions, but you need to tell your customers what to do. If you are having posts that you are, you know, what is, I came up with this wonderful post, gave them all of this information and nobody liked it, nobody commented. It's probably because you didn't tell them to do anything with that information. So you need to give them some kind of call to action. So your calls to action can be simple, but they can also be, a little bit more complex, like message me or DM me or something like that. But I will give you a little tip here. Do not make your call to action too difficult, okay? And I am a firm believer that everything should be kept as simple as possible in every area of my business. And that's just because I don't have the mental capacity to (laughs) let it get out of hand. But I would rather, like, I don't want my customer to see a post and then my call to action at the end is too difficult that they don't even want to try to accomplish that call to action. That's why a lot of my giveaway posts or uh, things like that, especially in my group or in Facebook events, are always something very simple, such as comment or drop an emoji or post a GIF 
something extremely simple that's easy to do and that doesn't take them a lot of time to do and doesn't make them work. You don't want them to feel like they are working at it. You don't want to say, and this is just an example, but you don't want to say, here, click this link to my catalog and find five things that are on your wish list and screenshot them and then post them here in the comments because then they have to click on your link. They have to go away from Facebook. They have to screenshot take the time to search through the catalog, the online catalog, then they have to screenshot the products, then they have to go back into Facebook and they have to find the post, they have to go into the comment section and they have to post one by one those screenshots. And if this has worked for you in the past, that's great. But I'm just saying as a rule, you do not wanna make your VIP group members, your customers, you don't wanna make them frustrated or you don't want to make them spend too much time on something that's really silly. So I try to make my posts and my calls to action as simple as possible because you are there again to entertain them. <laughs> you don't want them to feel like they're they have a chore to do. And when they feel like that, they're just not going to do it. And so when you post a lot of calls to action like the one I just gave you the example of, you're going to see that people aren't going to do it. And you're going to wonder, why isn't anybody interacting in my post? Well, maybe the call to action is a little bit too complicated and they just don't want to do it. All right. I hope that these tips have given you some things to think about. And I hope that you can implement a thing or two if you don't already do these things in your group. If you want to see your business grow through your VIP group, try some of these things if you don't already. And I just want to say a few things. So this is a constant work in progress. So someone's going to come back and listen to this in a year and be like, these things don't work anymore. And that's fine because that's what Facebook does. It changes in social media in general. So with these suggestions that I gave you today, I just encourage you to try something new. And if it does not work for you, then tweak it and try it again. And if it does work for you, keep doing it. Keep doing more of what works. We heard that from April a couple weeks ago when we talked about incentive trips. And I really just encourage you, the one thing I want you to take away from today, well, there's two things. One, the first thing is I want you to be consistent. So whatever you're doing, I don't want you to try something and then let's say it doesn't work and then you just give up. Please don't do that. Don't give up. Your VIP group is worth working on. And I know that with consistency and just trying new things and being willing to go out of your comfort zone and try new things is really going to pay off and you are going to see growth in your business because of it. And that leads me to the second thing. Growth is growth. And we talked about that last week when I talked to Kayla about her community that she has built. But growth is growth and any growth in is positive. And I don't want you to be wrapped up in numbers, you know, worrying about how big your group is or how small your group is. Don't worry about that. I want you to concentrate on growing your group, however that looks for you. If it means you're adding one person per week, if it means you're adding five people per month, whatever that might be, or maybe it's 50 people per month and you're growing super fast. Growth is growth, slow or fast. It is growth. And I don't want you to get discouraged. I don't want you to compare yourself to other people around you. I don't want you to compare your beginning to someone else's middle or someone else's end because it's all different. 
And again, we're talking about this a lot today, but your authenticity will shine through and you, that's what you want to be the start of the star of the show. You don't want to ever come across fake or inauthentic or that you're just trying too hard. You don't want it to be like that. You want it to be real, authentic you and people will love that. They love you. They're in your group because they love you. And I hope you're encouraged by these tips today. I would love to hear what you're working on in your VIP group and something that you are going to implement into your group. So let me know. You can head over to the Directly Different Collaborative group on Facebook. You can click request to join and I will approve you. And you don't even have to be in a direct sales company in order to be in that group. You just have to be a podcast listener. And I would love to get to know more of you in that group. I would love to hear your feedback on the episode. Also, if you have not already, I would appreciate it so much if you took a quick second to rate and review this podcast. If you're loving it and you want to give it five stars, that's awesome. (laughs) And if you have a little review as well, I would just so much appreciate that. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. I love doing this and I hope it's an encouragement to just one person out there because if so, then I have done my job. So I hope you guys have a great week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.